Let's get right into this. Hello, we are the Five Side Podcast. I'm Fergus Smith. This is Ross Dewar. Hello. Matthew Thompson. Evening. Craig Gregor. Hello. And Billy Kirkpatrick. Hello. It was Scottish Cup weekend. Um, great to have you back. Welcome back, darling. Love you. Um, some fantastic fixtures, and we're going to talk about. I forget. Um. Uh, we'll we'll start with uh, an absolute emphatic win for Kilmarnock as they uh, disposed of Stenhouse Muir. 4-0. And uh, I'm sure Juro will be champing at the bit to, to get get and call call this one for us. Um well I guess I'll start us off. Um Yeah. Uh I know you're gonna well more so Craig and Ferg are gonna be annoyed, but Kyle Lafty again scoring goals. He netted a hat trick against Stenhouse Muir at the weekend. Um Initially with a penalty, um, I don't think it was a penalty in the slightest. Um, the Stenhouse Muir um, defender put a bit of pressure on him and down went Lafferty, but was dispatched. Um, during that sequence, um, the Stenhouse Muir manager did get yellow carded for shouting um, at the linesman. Um, or fourth official, sorry, Bill. Um then again, Kyle Lafferty, ball comes in, <coughs> slots at home. Um, simple as you like. And third goal, uh, Chris Burke, edge, edge of the box, runs in, puts the ball um, just to Kyle Lafferty, about a yard out, and Kyle Lafferty scores. Um, I believe it was at that point when the Stenhouse Muir um, manager did get sent to the touchline due to shouting at the fourth official again because he was claiming it was offside. Um, I know you guys probably um, watched it. I, I believe Billy did also watch it. It was hilarious. The stage year manager just keep balling at the ref and he uh, sorry the linesman and walks over to the fourth official and goes, "Just see that it's offside." <laughs> From there, um, get sent to the the stand. Um, the, the game is then rounded off by a, I believe, Oakley Oakley goal. Mm-hmm. Um, good finish. Ball comes in one on one. He decides to go near post, which you don't see that often, and causes the keeper to go the wrong way. So yeah, I would say that's. Oh, she wrote. Has anyone got any points to add to the? Um, well, just first point there. That's why we don't let Jur tell stories because he said it was very funny when the manager got sent to the stands, but uh, he didn't didn't make it sound funny to me. I'm not a story. I teller. laughed. Craig laughed. Okay, thanks, Craig. One thing I've got to say about this game, anyways, um, although they will be saying, "No, oh, it's just it's just Stenhouse Muir," that is a a much needed win. And much need like goals for Kelly that will come in 
handy for them when they run into the end of the season. Where, like, fair enough, yeah, it's just Stenhouse Muir, but the, when was the last time Kelly scored four goals? The last to- the last game against Motherwell. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done but you rotten, man. I, I, I completely, I completely <laughs> blanked that um, Motherwell game out my my memory, um, but yeah, you've got I've to say that. Even even with with, uh, with that though, it's still <laughs> it's still going to benefit them ma- It's still going to benefit them ma- massively, um, in the to the running into the season. Why did I just completely forget about the mother role game? I mean, in fairness, okay, when was the last time they scored four goals away from home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, you know, that's what I was going for. I, I mean, though, when you play teams like Stenhouse Muir, um, and no disrespect to teams like Stenhouse Muir, but um. When you play teams off Stenhouse Muir's quality, uh, it's... Okay, Ian McCall. Thanks, Ian McCall, for that exclusive. It's, um, you know, it's a win. We'll give them a bit of confidence, but come on, it's hard to win a cup here, you know, the one one game. Yeah, but it's still a confidence winner for them um, going into the end of the season. Most teams, most teams that had the, the budget and squad of Kilmarnock's level would beat Stenhouse Muir. Yeah, but it's still... Like I said, a confidence one for them. Like, for example, Levy, they didn't uh, do... Well, they only struggled to beat Wraith. Uh, the Premier, some of the uh, other cup sets that happened, uh, some of them we don't want to mention too much, but um, they do happen, so... Some of those games like those could be stumbling blocks, and they, they overcame it comfortably. No, I think I'd agree. I think there's a certain element of... Like when you're when you're the team's lower down in the league, it's not very often you get to sort of have an open season and get a few goals. And I think getting the the scoring reps in might might help them down the line. I mean, as I've seen Drew have said plenty of times, Kelly are safe. Yeah, I hope not, that. and we'll stand by. It. Nah, I still think they're nah. going down. But I think getting games in where you're scoring three, four goals, especially back to back. I think going into the, the sort of the the post split run of fixtures, I think that could stand them in good stead. Nah, I hope they go down. I think I still think they thought, will go down. I thought, um, I thought the four 0 over uh, Stenhouse Muir was a bit of a an average scoreline. Should have scored more. They had chances to be fair, and they didn't. Um, and they should have put them away. On, but. I don't think um, anyone in Kilmarnock will be very disappointed that they won a game by four. I don't think many people in Kilmarnock will have watched the game. No, they're, all, they're all watching the Rangers game this weekend. It was on the day after. <laughs> I bet they don't support Kilmarnock. The, I've got to say, the third goal, by the way, was very well worked from uh, Burke. Hey, I didn't know he had that uh, turn of pace in him. At, uh, how old is he again? 37? 37. 37, and he's got a turn of pace like that. Impressive, I've got to say. Him and Lafferty with a combined um, old, t- old team. It feels like an old Rangers team with Buck and Lafferty in it. They are combined for 70 years old between them. They do need Naismith in just to combine the attack. Can you get rid of Stephen Davis? Ah, he's too good for Kelly. <laughs> it's Neil Eggs. Yeah, uh, Stephen, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Um, yeah, 
it, it was a formality when you'd, you'd call it for Kelly. They, they had to win that game and they'll be glad they did and they, they move on to the next round. Congratulations. Who are they playing next? Uh, Montrose. Montrose. Well, there you yes. go. Yeah, um, to get further into so let let's let's um let's talk about Montrose then. Fraserburgh two, Montrose four. Uh, Montrose um scoring four goals after. No, they did. They did open the score. Never mind. They opened the score very early and uh, conceded again very early. So. It could have been some game, but they they managed to get themselves ahead, stay ahead, and then win the game fairly comfortably. Yeah, and I, I think... um, it was a good performance from Fraserburgh. Uh, it's always going to be tough for the the Highland and the Lowland League teams uh, at this stage of the competition, having not played since January, although. Teams like Brora did prove that uh, that doesn't make a difference when they did knock out Hearts. But... It is Hearts, though. So, but um, I'm sure uh, Fraserburgh thought they were going to be in for a, a tough afternoon uh, when they conceded two minutes in. But uh, they, they managed to push on and actually uh, go ahead at, like 20 minutes later. So, good on them. Do they get a medal for that? Yeah, they do. They get a medal for going ahead against Montrose. Do you not? You never. You never had that medal. No, I don't think no. we've ever had that medal. To be fair, not in a long time. Not this season, anyway. <laughs> no, not this season. season. Not in many medals this season. Just oh, last no. season's cup final. <laughs> I get. I get medals all the time. What? Do they give you them for plumbing? Nah, uh, just just for waking up in the morning. Just presented with a medal. Yeah. A wee ceremony down the stairs, national anthems playing. Well, maybe if you tidy your room, you get another medal. Maybe Billy could tell us about his goal of the week. Yes, my goal of the week comes from this game. The third goal scored by Mendrose. Dare I say it might even be my goal of the season, coming into the season, because it was, it, was, um, it was tremendous. It was a tremendous overhead kick from uh, McLean. Uh, his nickname is known as Rusty, but he wasn't Rusty. He was fluid. To get the to get that flexibility to do that overhead kick, certainly something I couldn't do. I'd like it just to head to the ball, let alone try an overhead kick it. It was a tremendous finish. It was a thunder twat into the top right hand corner, and it gets my goal of the week. And we'll I don't know what we know what we um we should maybe do a prize from now on for my goal of the week, and we'll post it out to you. <laughs> I'm sure McLean would uh, be waiting uh, patiently for your prize to come if yeah. Uh... There was one. Yeah, maybe, maybe a box of galaxy chocolates or something. If you can find their address and send them a, a parcel off without getting the just, police around your door, then um, feel free to do that. But I'm not paying just, for uh, it. Just send it, send it to Montrose. Yeah, because I'm sure they'll be happy to receive a suspicious parcel in the mail suspicious as well. Suspicious parcel, it's a parcel of chocolates. Very kind. A parcel of chocolates send it to could be poisoned. Window. What? Do you not just make it something like really weird and try and get the guy to pose with it like Connor Salmon has to do with every salmon? Just we'll get one of the local takeaways to sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> or um Chris Boyd doing the <laughs> mattresses. Mattress. mattress commercial. <laughs> Phenomenal. But no, what a finish. It was an absolute fantastic yeah. goal. 
Um, it was, and, uh, they rounded that uh, off with uh, a fourth oh. goal in the ninetieth minute, where um, I don't I don't really know what happened. Just a bit of a, a miscommunication, well, a mess up, and uh, it turned into a two v zero attack, pretty much. All I heard when I was watching that goal was um, Lino, Lino, that's fucking offside, Lino. <laughs> How can um, you, uh, yeah, actually, I noticed that as well. But how can you be offside when the other team gave the ball to you? I don't know. Um, I think someone needs to tell um, whoever was shooting that the offside rule. You never know. It might be an offside. I don't think I know what offside looks like after the John McGinn goal. I'm still, I'm still upset. I, I'm still sure it was. Yeah, it was onside. I know. I'm telling you. I know, but I, my judgment suggests if I was on the touchline. Managing the opposite team, I'd have been sent to the stands. <laughs> I'm on the Scotland. It's the next game. Um, Rangers four, um, Cove Rangers nil. And Jer was there, as usual. Um, I, I was at this game, um, courtesy of Premier Sports. Um, I think you mean Glasgow TV. Sorry, courtesy of Glasgow TV with Stephen Cragen and only Stephen Cragen is apparently the only presenter you can find. <laughs> Sometimes you get a Rory Hamilton occasionally, but um, yeah. Uh, seven changes were made for Rangers um, playing the other Rangers, um, like Rangers Derby, and um, yeah, <laughs> it was an extremely comfortable game. Rangers, um, Glasgow Rangers, rather, um, where four 0 up at um, halftime, um, cru- cruising the game could have been about eight or nine. But it finished 4-0 um, and really they should be quite disappointed with that, they should have scored more uh, Potentially should have scored more but I think when Poor uh, They've made so many changes and they're just trying to get guys minutes, I don't think they can have too much of an issue um, Scott Wright and Nathan Patterson would be my two um, men of the match they were both... Yeah, you only get one man of the match No, you get, you get multiple uh, men of the match <laughs> Anyway, so I can finish. Hope my... Nathan Parson didn't um, celebrate that one by going to a house party. Well, he didn't. He didn't go to a house party. He hosted one. This time. But continue. Well, continue. Self, self-speculation. <laughs> it's not speculation. It's confirmed <laughs> he didn't go to a house party. Yeah, but don't <laughs> that know bit is confirmed. He, no, but we don't know if he was at a party or hosting a party. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so can we get back anyway. to the game, please? Thank you. Yes, um, Nathan Patterson... Why is good? He shouldn't have a ban. Why? Uh, played extremely well, as did Scott Wright. Um, credit to Cove. They played quite a high line and tried to play their own type of football, but when you're playing against the best team in the country by a country mile, you're, you, can't, you can't compete. It's extremely difficult. They tried their best, but sometimes you just got to put your hands up and say that um, Glasgow Rangers were the better team on the day. Um, special mention to Jermaine Defoe, who has scored in every year since I believe 1998, which is rather that's impressive. how old he is. Um, 
he did miss uh, a couple of chances. I'd say two or three chances that um, typically would score. But he did. His goal was from about twenty odd yards out and tucked into the bottom left hand corner. Yeah, against an amateur goalkeeper. Um. Well, that'll take us on to, I assume, Celtic's game. I guess there's nothing more um, I have to report on that. Um, Ferg, you were you were there, I believe. Where? Uh, Parkhead. Celtic Park. <laughs> um, I I did. Thought myself calling uh, it nasty names. I did. I did watch um, the full ninety minutes. I thought it was kind of it was what I expected, really. Um, the result, 3-0 in the end, probably should have been more, but we did, we, we started, James Forrest got his first start since September or something last year, like ridiculous because he's been out injured that long. Um, uh, Lee Griffiths started a game and like, for the first time in forever as well, it seems like. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think we were too bad in the first half. We're actually like making chances, creating creating good chances in the first half. Um, just couldn't get the the chances to fall to the right people or the sharpest players. Uh, Lee Griffiths is not not very sharp at the moment, but it was the longer he st- stayed on, the sharper he got. I felt uh, he missed a couple of reasonably easy chances. Fair enough, one was on his right foot, and he's a left footed player, but. Give him a bit of leeway, considering he's, he's not exactly played a lot recently. I think one of the chances as well, the ball kind of bounced up before it got to his foot. And, um, yeah, I, like... I, and and then there was another one where he, where it was on on the on his his favourable foot, and he just hits it a bit late, so it doesn't. It's not a good connection, but when he just scoffs that as well from maybe about ten yards out and just misses it completely. As well. Yeah, that's yeah, one like... where the ball bounced oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, no, I mean, okay. we'll we'll see over we'll see over coming weeks at how much game time he gets and if he gets sharper. He looked like he was getting sharper as the game went on. He just couldn't find that goal. Um, a man who I just mentioned, James Forrest, he he managed to find himself a goal, although um, slightly deflected. I'm sure he'll he'll that will greatly like sort of help us push on to full fitness and sharpness again. Just that confidence of seeing the ball hit the back of the net when you hit a shot is sort of something that a lot of players kind of need a lot of the time. I think it will do him a lot. His brother was going to be better than him. Yep, it'll do him a world of good. I think uh, another man who scored very quickly after this, uh, who's who's been taking pelters for quite a while now, um, and unrightfully so. And probably uh, as well, we'll sort of benefit from that confidence of a, a goal finally going in as uh, Ryan Christie. <laughs> do you think, though? Do you think, like, because obviously we make jokes about how many shots he hits from outside the box. Do you think this will give him the? Do you think it's like the Ronaldo free kick effect, where like just when you get to the point where you're like, right, you really need to stop doing this. They ping one in, and then you're like, oh, my God, that gives them another four. I don't know because his his sort of reaction was like. <clears throat> He just kind of turned around and stood there and like laughed. It was like, like thank fuck that went in, thank sort of thing. Or, or do you think um, it'll be the Ronaldo effect? He used to be class at long shots. They can't do them. Hopefully, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that Ryan Christie has ever been class at long shots. I suppose it goes so. to show that eventually, no matter how hard you try, as long as you keep going, you'll eventually get it right. 
against I think it was actually it was well played from Ryan Christie as well because mm. he'd cut in from that at that point that position a couple times already in the game and tried to curl it in top bins in the far corner and this this time he kind of kept it low and he he went for near post and maybe just caught the defender and the goalkeeper off guard a little bit just co- considering the position of where he was hitting it from. I think though on a, on a side note, I think Falkirk um, tactically were dreadful. Uh, they came not to get a drubbing, um, to be quite honest. Um, they didn't look. They didn't look as if they wanted to try and go and actually attack the game. They were very content I, to I, sit back. And... I think it was it was mentioned about eight hundred times in commentary that um, this was this was a free hit for Falkirk. Uh, it didn't matter whether they won or not. They just They've got more important games to worry about. Blah blah blah. All that nonsense. I know. I, I, that's what I would have thought. Because teams shouldn't be scared of Celtic at the moment. So like, in the first in the first half, Celtic really didn't didn't create. Well, they created a few chances, but didn't really make anything of the chances. Uh, and Falkirk failed to register a shot. Um, one issue that would be a tad concerning if. Um... Celtic had 42 shots um, on Saturday and only had nine on target. Yeah, how many of them were outside the box? Like, 42 must be like close to the highest they've had all season. If not, I think I'll, I think I'll, a lot of the shots were a lot of shots yeah. were blo- blocked. 14 of them were blocked. So that's 28 yeah. other shots. So then, 19 off target, which is quite a few, but... <laughs> Um, and capped capped off by Mohamed El Anoussi. Uh just well, basically just fresh on the pitch, really. And it, it's it's probably the goal of the bunch. To be honest, he, he, the ball comes in and he takes a a nice, probably maybe slightly heavy touch, but it's kind of that that weight where the keeper keeper is making his decision whether he, he moves for it or not. And uh, El Anoussi just just. Steps forward onto it and uh, chips it over the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Composed. See, I, and that... I, I don't agree with the fact he's um, <clears throat> like a uh, Falkirk should have came and gone gone for it. I, I feel like that is that would not be the right way to go about this because they. I think you're underestimating the actual skill gap between Celtic, even even a poor Celtic team right now, between them and Falkirk, a team who haven't played many games since January. So you're saying they tactically got it right given the fact they never registered a shot? I'm not saying they tactically got it right, but I don't think it was tactically dreadful for them. They they they, I think, they had to come there and try and hold them out, and they did hold them out for a half. I don't know. As I, was, I think coming, coming out the gates with a bit of pace wouldn't have been the worst. I'm not saying trying to like go Hail Mary for 90 minutes. I think, they, I think they did what was expected, and that, that kind of played into Celtic Celtic's hands, really. If you... At least if you have one or two players, if you go like go up and put get in the faces of the centre half, which they didn't really do very often. Stephen Welsh had nothing to do a lot of the time. He like he, the ball would come to him and he'd have loads of time to Connor play a pass. I think um, real. real I, I think experienced players like that should be able to to sort of. I think. I think put some more pressure on players with um, with the games going to extra time and penalties. For a team like Celtic to get, uh, for a team like Falkirk to get something out of the game, sorry, um, they had. I feel like they had to take it to penalties. I don't think they were ever going to beat Celtic in ninety minutes, or one hundred and twenty minutes. I feel I, like I also the think, only way they were getting through that round was to win on penalties. Yeah, I also um, feel that 
given Falkirk's season and wanting to get promoted, it's far more important to focus on a league game and just sit in against Celtic, knowing fine well they're never going to win the cup. They might as well just sit in, try play for a draw, um, maybe try get a counter, which obviously they couldn't. They could do because they didn't um, have the quality to do so. Um, the league for them was far more important than a meaningless game against the second best team in the oh, country. I'll go back to where I was. Um, Mohamed Elianusi, uh, I think that was 16 goals for the season he's brought, he's, he's brought up now. Um, which, uh, good numbers for him. And the, the question on everyone's lips really is... Uh, should Celtic go for him at the rumoured price tag of five million pounds in the summer? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm interested well, to hear what Matt thinks. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I I think. Well, obviously, it depends how much money that Celtic are going to spend in the summer. But I think for me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. For a player of his quality. I really like and. Yeah, for a player of his quality, and then all the the rumours are are getting increasingly sort of more and more that Eddie Howe is going to be coming in reasonably soon. Apparently, supposedly he's going to be announced soon. Um, and I just like Elianus is a player that just you watch him and he's just got so much quality, and you can tell that under a, a good side with a good manager, a well coached teammate. He do he could do bits. I mean, he's kind of he's done bits in a in a poor Celtic team this season and, and last season as well. He was a fantastic player for us. So and he's not he's he's done done very playing well. in his favourite position either. Yeah, I was just about to uh-huh, say that he's yeah. done quite well considering he's played second striker actually, mostly. They don't know yeah. where to actually play him or where they didn't under Neil. Having I think um, back might help that. Comparing um the five million price tag to um. Previous Celtic transfers, for example, Ayeti, who is also five million, uh, it's a bargain for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. I think, especially like don't be wrong, you, you're gonna. Get, I think if you're signing players that have never played for the club or in the league before, you've got that gamble. I don't want to say it's a sure thing that he's gonna be good if we sign him, but at least you know what you're paying your money for, and at least if if for some reason it didn't work out, at least we could turn around and go, well, look, he was good. Then I don't think it would be a bad signing by any matter. I mean, but a very similar I mean, to, um, Rangers, for example, um, with the loan of Haji last season, bringing yeah. Haji in this this season. Although Haji, perhaps um, to many, hasn't put up as well as he did last season. He's still the, the league's top assister and like third or fourth, like um, top goal scorer. So I personally just the Rangers are Ryan Kent as well. I, I personally just struggle to believe that. Southampton would be willing to let Elianusi go for as little as five million, but we'll wait and we'll see. And they robbed us for about ten transfers in the last ten years. True, that's true. They owe it to us, please, Southampton. Give us them. Um, and obviously, I did mention there that the rumor, the Eddie Howe rumors, are becoming more stronger by the day. Um, it's going to be even more hilarious when uh, John Kennedy gets a job. What's your thoughts on it, Matt? Um, as I've said before, um, I like Eddie Howe. I've got a lot of respect for what he's done at Bournemouth with a real limited budget. I don't think they were ever the team that were splashing the cash. Um, and that just sort of... I think it was one of those things where he'd taken that team as far as I could ever really take them. Um, 
do I think he's the manager that's going to take us forward in terms of European football? I don't, my honest answer is I have no idea. But I, I like the sound of him more than I like the sound of other names that are passed around. And if he gets the job, I'll, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I would take him and, yeah, I'll give him a full sport. It seems from from what I what I'm I've been reading is that talks are in an advanced stage to having like basically been agreed to, uh, and he's basically just they're waiting on signing deals and etc. Personal terms, isn't it? Still, I, I don't even know if they've signed. Yeah, it's like the last. I I I think it's just like he's weighing up op- his options, but it seems pretty pretty close to being uh, done and dusted. Yeah. I'm also not going to get my, my hopes up and say, oh yeah, it's definitely done for it to not happen, but it does seem very very close at this point. It'll be interesting to see um, what kind of budget he'll be given because I feel that um, sometimes in the past, Celtic managers haven't been given adequate um, budget. I feel that's primarily why Rodgers left. I think if you gave him more money and he had to go at a Champions League or something like that, he'd have probably have stayed. I think it oh it it could it might all depends on like what players Celtic end up keeping hold of because also with Eddie Howe coming in he could he could talk to some players that are thinking about leaving in the summer and sort of renew their hope in the club and they could end up staying signing new contracts. So you never actually know. Um and it's one of those ones you'll have to assess it when he gets to the club and all all these changes that are happening at Celtic right now, it's sort of, it's hard to tell what's actually gonna happen. So it's just a waiting game at the moment, but hopefully the ball gets rolling and, and we're looking good at come the start of the summer. Agreed. Um Predictions. Oh fuck. Yeah, that one. Um, well done, Jure, on uh, just just uh, taking this week. Just another day with, in the office for me. Yep, with eighteen points. Craig only one point behind them, but uh, no cigar. And uh, myself, Billy, and Matt uh, a little bit back, but all tied. And uh, that leaves Matt uh, well out in front anyway, for now. The gap's closing. Craig has closed the gap by four. Well done, Craig. What was it now? Did you say 20? 20. There's only 10 up for grabs during the week, so that's okay. There is only 10 I'm up for grabs. I'm getting all 10. Craig's getting all 10. Well, um, and Craig's going to tell us now his predictions uh, for during the week. And it is Airv Dundee, if, the fixture that's happened about eight times this season. What are you saying? It feels like it's happened about eight times, but it's only happened twice so far. Here's one both, and I think they'll get the free peat to an air. Bill? No, no. Uh, can't score, can't defend. 2-1 uh, Dundee. Um, that's Jura, isn't it? Who is it? It's Jura. Um, I'm going to say 2-0 to Dundee. And um, I'm going to go for the, the old favourite. One each. Air uh, are uh, not very good. Um, they did lose to Clyde that weekend. Shh, we don't we talk about uh, No, we do. Uh, so, um, 
3-0 Dundee. Jesus. And the other game is Morton v Inverness. Well, it seems I'll be the only person to get points for their game. Um, and I'll be the only person to get points for this game when I go 1-0 Morton. Well, I think it will come as no surprise. I think it will come as no surprise to what I'm going to pick for this game. Score draw, one-one. Um, I think Inverness will keep up a decent run of form and win three-one. Well, that's the exact same score as our last game. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, not with three. I think two-nil. Two nil Inverness. And uh, I'm gonna go for two one Inverness. So I would say that it wouldn't we'll see. the way the championship's going, it would not surprise me if more won that game. Yeah, I am exactly the same. But we'll see. Well, I'm either gonna get uh, the only points or no points. Uh <laughs> well I, could, I guess I could get one right and one wrong, but no, nah, Craig's only only the only points are no points. You know the old saying is either zero or one hundred. You know, Hero. zero or one hundred. Um, and that, that that's all. Unless anyone can think of any breaking news that's happened. Um, obviously, breaking news: Stephen Gerrard's been sacked. I just um, got it there. Um, in the next round, um, Rangers versus Celtic in at the Old Farm. Uh, uh, to be fair, yeah. Another old firm. Um, that will be interesting to see. Um, Celtic yet to come out on top in any old firm so far. Um, will they make it their first old firm win this season? Having a an old firm then this early in the cup is uh, is beneficial for the other teams as well because it means one one member of the old firm uh, will be knocked out of the cup, um, which which is always good uh, for the other teams. I mean, when was the last Another time? I think I think it is certain. It's certainly what Craig said that one of the one of the two will be will be kicked out. The cup. Well, not kicked out, but one of the two old firm teams. Yeah. Yes, I think you've made it fucking very clear. When was the last time we had an old firm so early on in the cup competitions? Usually, it's the semi final, the final. I can't recall the last time we had an old firm in the fourth round. To be fair, to be fair, they they actually had to they had to do it. They had to do it because. Um, People were getting suspicious that it was it was taking so long for the for Celtic and Rangers to be drawn against each other in the cup competitions, because uh, usually, as you say, it is later on. I'm just um, I mean, so they just had, they had to give it, they had to rig it um, so it was an early round uh, this year, just just so people kind of um, backed Celtic, off the suspicions. Celtic's biggest game of the season. Um, uh, I think if we went to the final um, Old Firm of the season with Rangers still unbeaten, that that's still an important game. Like don't get me wrong, I know I know technically the league's lost, but I mean as a Celtic fan I really don't want to see Rangers go in a season unbeaten after we went unbeaten and said that it wouldn't be done again. Yeah, true it's gonna be interesting for sure. Um Rangers um have well didn't play the greatest the last two old firms and still got results, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, well, as I say, it'll be interesting to see the refereeing appointment. It'll be Willie Collum. No, he did the last one, so I don't think it'll be him. Oh, yeah, so he did. Um, I reckon they, they should just they should pull out like an interesting one. One interesting just, ref? Yeah. 
Just for the patter. Just that? like someone see, see the, someone who's never had one they, before. They called up Bobby Madden for the patter. Can we do that with another league and just call up one of the refs? Oh, uh-huh. we've got Mark Clattenburg. Sorry, Craig, but speaking on refereeing points, Brian Rice's post-match interview (laughs) on Saturday, (laughs) that that is one thing I've got to touch on. I forgot about that. He... An explosive... I've never seen such an explosive, brutal rant in a long time. I think the last time I can recall it was when Billy Brown was manager East Fife. And he went on a a 20-minute rant about fans and seagulls and teams struggling and struggling and struggling. Fucking um, Brian Rice's comments, I I mean, you know, is there an element of truth in that or is he just frustrated? I think it would be an element of truth more if they weren't playing St. Mirren. It's not as if they were playing a Celtic or a Rangers and they're like, we get no decisions or anything. They're playing St. Mirren. Yeah, they're playing a club that's around. Well, not but St. Mirren are obviously better and higher level, but around about their sort of sort of level of team they're playing, I think. And then I think it, it takes away from the fact that St. Mirren have won that game three 0 with him going. That was never a three 0 game. I mean, it clearly fucking was because three goals went in the back of the net. Anyone... I never understand when people say that. So the no. Hamilton were denied, in my opinion, a penalty, and then the penalty given was at best debatable. Um, right. But if you, I mean, if you look at exactly what Brian Rice said in the post-match interview, um, I'll, I'll quote this here. This is the this was the explosive quote, which has caught a lot of eyes. Is, is he was talking to journalists in the post-match and he went, he will not write this because it's fucking Hamilton. And I'm fed up phoning Crawford Allen, who's the head of the referees at SFA, and yeah. being fucking shoved to the side because we're only Hamilton. Um, so evidently he's, he's not happy. And then he went on to explain that he's, he's had three conversations with uh, Mr. Allen about refereeing decisions this season and obviously feels that he's not getting the right answers he's being shoved to the side about it. Hmm. A bizarre one. I'm. Uh, I'm sure. There's. There's. There's probably more to the story, or maybe there's not. Maybe there's actually absolutely nothing in it. But um, I, I'm sure he'll, he'll probably he'll get a, a stern word. Um, get a touchline ban. At, at least, yes. A, 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 probably, probably a ban or or some or a fine or something at least. For for words like that. Uh, and if he doesn't, then that would suggest that the decision was wrong. Um, and we don't we don't condone the naughty language that Billy's just said. Naughty well, Billy. After quoting what Brian Rice said, for for the rest of the draw, obviously, um, all Premiership tie: Aberdeen v Livingston. Have the snooze fest. The only uh, other all Premiership tie, which is a yes, interesting. Four for Athletic, four for Athletic v Dundee United. Um. Kilmarnock, Montrose, as was mentioned earlier. Uh, Motherwell, Greenock, Morton. Rangers v Celtic. St. Johnson v uh, Air Conquer and Clyde. Um, St. Mirren, Inverness. And Stranraer v Queen of the South or Hibernian. As that game has not happened yet, it will be this evening in about eight minutes time or something. 
20 minutes time. There you like, go. Like I said, it was a, uh, well, Aberdeen Livingston being the only other old premiership draw aside the old firm game. It's, you've got six lower league clubs in there who have the, well, six, potentially yeah. seven if Queen of South uh, upset or Hibernian. Um, then you've got the potential for one of them to go on a, a good wee run. The, uh, one odd point, I maybe I could see maybe Morton getting something off of Motherwell. Depends what Motherwell. Motherwell I haven't been in great form recently. Inverness so, yeah. possibly getting something off St Mirren. I think that's uh, for me. That's probably the tie of the round outside the old firm. <laughs> I, I think for me the the match between uh, Rangers and um, Celtic. That, you, is that, that the old that, firm that game? Is, yes, but you that is for me is the final. Whoever wins that wins the cup, in my opinion. The rest. Well, it's been said. It's been said in the past, and it's not happened. So, I'm. I will go on record and say whoever wins that game will win the cup. Do you think Premier Sports will just show it twice? Yes. I think. I think they are showing it twice. Um, the Saturday game is uh, the old firm, and the Sunday game we've got uh, the old firm again with audio description. <laughs> with audio description. No, they'll probably just show a Glasgow Cup game or something against the the Celtic and Rangers youth teams. A rerun. Well, Motherwell Morton. They're, they're close the young, enough to Glasgow, the young Glasgow firm. TV. <laughs> yeah, give it that one. They might, they might do that, some Justin Clyde. kind of near Glasgow. Fuck yeah. Clyde. It's in the name. Fuck Clyde. Um. Uh, fifth round draw was made as well. So, fifth round ties. Aberdeen or Livingston uh, will take on Forther or Dundee United. Kilmarnock or Montrose will take on St Mirren or Inverness. Rangers or Celtic will take on St Johnson or Clyde. Stranraer um, or Queen of the South or Hibernian um, will take on Motherwell or Greenock Morton. Too many ors in that one. I don't, I don't even know. There's five teams potentially that could be in there. That's too many. I know. Uh, we really need to know if uh, Hibs or Queen of the South are going through. Mm-hmm. So it does. It, does um, it, it line up, lines up another, well, couple potential all Premiership ties, um, but it lines up some. Again, like Craig said, some maybe a route for a, a, a lower league club to get get somewhere in the competition. So, got to remember how, how important this competition is this year as well. With um, the winner getting guaranteed group stage European football. Um, which, fair enough, if uh, Rangers or Celtic win it, that will go to third place in the league, or if uh, third place in the league win it, um, obviously. But well, I mean, the way to look at it is you could just imagine a team like St. Johnson or Livy or Kelly or um, Motherwell managing to get group stage football. I think the way to look at it is that in the, like the semi-finals, you know, you'll have one of Kilmarnock, Montrose, St. Mirren, or Inverness, which is good for the lower-end teams. Yeah, you know, that's probably one way to look at it. The same with Stranraer, Queen of the South, Hibs, Motherwell, or Morton. One of the five will be in the, the semi-finals. All five of them. No, yep. all five. One of them. All five of them. No, no, all five of them. They're gonna do sort of like a combined team. And uh, Matt, that's your challenge for for um, Thursday night. It's to do a, a, a Stranraer. Stranraer, St Mirren, I don't even know. Stranraer, Queen of South, Hibs, Motherwell or Morton. Uh, 11, there you go. We, lo- we like doing Matt, Matt doing 11, so we'll let him do one. 
I'll just take on, on those all teams. Five of those teams beat Rangers and pick players. Yep, just pick some players. Well, uh, that will do for for now. Um, we'll be back on I think Thursday. Works for everyone, so we'll be back then with um, descriptions of the two championship games and uh, hopefully and Craig Matt... got ten points. Oh, that's plenty, Craig. And uh, hopefully Matt's uh, bizarre combined eleven. Um, until then, Craig, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Billy, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Uh, Dur or Mister Butthole, would you like to say goodbye? For that cheek. Um, yeah. Good, <laughs> goodbye, everyone. Um, Jesus, you should him. Uh, Matt, do you want to say goodbye? Yeah, thank you again, everyone, for listening, and um, hope you all enjoy the, the good weather before it turns. Well, it was forecast for snow today. I didn't see any snow. All I've seen all day is the blue sky and sunshine. No um, I hope everyone's had a, a fantastic uh, Easter weekend, and we'll we'll see you next time. Catch us later. God bless. Mm-hmm.